you are listening to now your turn breakfast for dinner with sarah the human gosh we are too lame <laughs> can't do that that is so that stupid so horrible but why do you have to do a voice? Don't, I don't know. I can't help it. Don't do a voice. I'm just, turning on like a performer. I know. know. Just say, welcome to, now say breakfast regular. Breakfast. No. <laughs> <laughs> just regular. We'll fix it in post. We can't. Okay. Breakfast. Yes. Welcome to breakfast for dinner. That was great. Good but job. But I say fur because I'm fur. Um, fur. I Texas. say fur too. Fur. Breakfast for dinner. Today we were talking to Jesse. Jesse's coming over in like 40 minutes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know Jesse from... From you to the people. A lot of people on who've been on this podcast are from you to the people. Melly, Jamie, M. Wang, Drew. I feel like I'm forgetting people. But a lot of amazing people from that company that I worked at. Yeah. Over the past year, Jesse has been in this radical resting phase and i just wanted to interview her about that and some of her learnings during this phase because basically she took a year off of the world basically of work and a lot of times even hanging out with people like just taking care of herself and healing right so i'm excited to talk to her about that and i'm excited to listen fabulous and ask questions too okay great podcast that's what you're doing you're doing podcasts we podcast we do podcast we do do podcast do do podcast <laughs> do do what's our um sign off for the how do we go into the podcast oh you know what i thought of for the sign off what doesn't uh, the joker what does he say? Oh, what in, do you mean? In the dark night. And here we go. Yes, that's it. Yeah? The Joker? Yeah. Nice. We can just try it for this time. Okay, I love it. Chris Nolan. He's relevant right now. He's relevant right now. So it's perfect. Joker's always relevant. I know. Also, we'll keep Heath living on. Love Heath. Is that the line? I'm going to have to look it up after this. I think it is. And here we go. I can't do it as good as you. And here we go. Yeah, we have to turn off the AC because of the sound. So It'll probably get hot. Might get a little hot. That's okay. Get a and, little toasty. Yeah. It's not that yeah. bad today. I feel like yeah, it's I been think... brutal. I mean, down by me at least. It's, it's like, a yeah. little overcast right now. So yeah. We recorded on Friday gonna... and it got hot. Yeah, we did. So cheers. cheers. Thank you for Everyone. asking me again. Of course. So special. I am so excited. All right, I noticed your nails. Did you see the Barbie movie? Oh, you know I did. Yeah. The Barbie bug has bit me hard. Um, same. I like. Same. I got these done after the Barbie movie. Yeah. Like I was yeah. so inspired, and I like have been on a green polish kick, and I just I think I. Oh, I saw someone wearing this hot pink color afterwards, and I was like, hi, Barbie. And she was like, hi, Barbie. <laughs> Amazing. We were doing that yesterday in Malibu. There was a biker on the side of the road that had a hot pink bike suit on, and we wanted to roll down the window and say, hi, Barbie. <laughs> That's so cute. I saw a TikTok, too, of this, like, viral TikTok that's going, like, everybody should be Barbie for Halloween, so, like, everyone on the streets could just be like, hi, Barbie, hi, Barbie, hi, that would be all so night. Funny. And it's, like, going pretty viral. Like, everyone's planning on being Barbie. I am going to dress up. I'm going to be Alan. Yes. How Alan. perfect is that? <laughs> so is that not so perfect? Oh my gosh. You always have the best Halloween costumes, both of you. 
We Are you going to be Barbie? Like, I guess. I don't know which version of Barbie yeah. to be. Yeah. I was thinking maybe the disco oh, night one. You could be you know, irrepressible yes. thoughts of death, Barbie. Ooh, that's good. And have, like, good. the tears or something. I could look yeah. like Billie Eilish or something. Or the, yeah, yes. Euphoria. Or hot pink. Euphoria with, like, the... Or yes. the Billie Eilish. Yeah. That's a really good idea. I love that. That's creative. Okay, nobody steal that idea. <laughs> so it's, like, your mascara running down? It was said here that's first good. on Breakfast for Dinner. We're doing Alan and irrepressible thoughts of death, Barbie. <laughs> Match made in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Honestly, I have to think of something. I, I can see those two being I together. Can so you totally. like the movie we loved it i think we've talked about it it's gonna be every podcast episode is we're gonna talk about the barbie movie yeah it was just so i mean so inspirational so deep on so many levels like i just left feeling like i don't know seen but also i actually had this moment too where i I feel like this movie would have hit me a lot harder like a year ago when i was really going through this like what am i here for you know because that really was what was happening. It was this like really intense existential crisis of just an identity crisis. All of those things were happening. So I definitely got emotional at the end, kind of like thinking about how I've been in that place, you know, of course. But, um, you know, I was seeing TikToks too of people just like bawling their eyes out and like really not okay afterwards. And I'm like, good, like let it, let it sink in, like let it hit that nerve. And like, you can only, it's only a good thing to yeah. have that realization, I think. You know, it's like, a blessing I look at it as to have that moment of clarity where you're so just like I can't do this anymore you know it happened to me I bawled my eyes out yeah. after I was relating to the America Ferreira's husband who was at home doing the Duolingo <laughs> simpatico that is both that was me you had Duolingo too <laughs> seriously though like when you it's like do- not a worry in the world this guy simpatico or whatever he was saying so funny that was amazing that really is and it's like so awesome to be married to you because I get a look into what that life is like but you're just doing Duolingo you get it right and you're like oh my gosh awesome I'm so proud of myself but me doing Duolingo is like all these shoulds Mm -hmm. and this energy of I have to because I need to be perfect also being married to you Bo just in our conversations I'm coming to you and you're assuring me like should I have said that oh my god like we you know we hang out with people and then I'm like should I have said that and you're always like, it's totally fine, it's fine, don't worry. Absolutely. I I can totally relate to that. I, especially the part where you're talking about, oh my gosh, should I have said that? Leaving, like, leaving conversations with people, leaving groups of people, constantly worried about how I've been perceived. Like, I remember I ran into you even at, like, Maru. Like, that was still in those moments where I was like, oh my god, like, did I say the right thing? Like, how was I being perceived? Like, just so raw and that, like, that that worth that self-worth was just like had to be built back up that makes sense yeah it totally makes sense and then a lot of times the people who are witnessing us don't think a thing of it yes that's yes i I have to tell myself that all the time it's truly like no one's thinking about you as more as much as you are like it's just not they're too much they're too concerned about themselves (laughs) right (laughs) we're all doing the same thing yeah silently i think we both read untethered soul mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and that talks about how what are you laughing at that book has been so transformative for sarah but the cover makes it look like said like your mom's self-help book or something <laughs> it 
It's got a horse on it. I'm yeah. Like, All right, that book's lame. I don't care what's in it. And Sarah's like, no, it's actually really good. Totally. Surprise me. I totally judge it by its cover, but you kind of have to. They need to hire Barbie's marketing team for the Untethered Soul book. It really is a horse running on a beach, and it's not. It's like faded blue. Like yeah. I'm not gonna put it on my coffee table. But it is really good. Yeah. What's been wrecking me about it is just this reminder that we're not our thoughts and that all those thoughts that just pollute our brains and like come at us from all sides. Should I have said that? Or am I um, confident? Am I insecure? Am I blah, blah, blah? Like all these things, that's not us, our thoughts. What is us is the consciousness that is aware of the thoughts. Mm Mm-hmm. That, I read that about a year ago, and just the like there was the whole chapter on that moment where it's like when you say to yourself, when you catch yourself in the spiral of the thoughts, pause and say, I am aware. Like that is you saying, okay, I am aware that those are not, you're, you're just creating that separation slowly but surely. So when I read that book, I just kind of started practicing that. And that's something that really with that book specifically has stuck with me that I am aware. But yeah, I think saying that throughout the day to myself has that been sounds super helpful. Very, very helpful. I am going aware. To adopt that practice. I think. It's so it's so simple and I even do it like in the shower like because the shower can be such like a cleansing, you know, water and all of that has such really great properties of just being really calming and soothing on the nervous system and I'm just like I am aware. I am aware. And like just again just creating that separation between all of that noise and whatever we want to call it, our higher self, our our consciousness, spirit, like whatever it is. And, you know, I mean, I don't know. I like to say my highest self, like my highest Jesse. Like she's she's there observing the chaos. Like she's kind of observing it, you know. And the more you kind of tap into that, the stronger the relationship gets. The one thing I really am grateful for is throughout my whole life, looking back now from like where I'm at today, I I feel like I've been carried by something and it's I really think it's the universe that I think is inside of all of us you know whenever I've been in a really really tough spot there is something that's just kind of been like all right it I and I just always just trusted it you know so I've gone down some pretty crazy paths in my life (laughs) and I've I've let myself get really off track quote whatever that is you know off track or learning lessons you know what I mean like there's yeah like it could all be perfect how it happened to get you to where you are now exactly which I totally believe it's like off track or on my journey to be where I'm at today to be able to speak to what I can speak to now and what I've learned like it, it is really all part of the plan you know so I've always trusted that I'll be able to get myself back on that track because Again, like there's, you know, a year ago, there was this moment where I was like, I cannot do this anymore. Like I was so broken, like so done. And so like, you know, I quit my job. Like I can totally share that, like without anything lined up. Um, And I'm fully self-supporting. I don't have rich parents. I don't have a trust fund, like (laughs) for the record. Like it was truly like, I know that without a shadow of a doubt that I am not in the right place anymore. I've been shown that through me because I, have that moment of clarity with myself, the unit, whatever it is, this consciousness that took over and is like, this is, you gotta stop. Okay, great. I'm gonna, now I'm just gonna like quit and then I'm just gonna trust. And that's what I did. And it was terrifying, like absolutely terrifying. Like, yeah. I mean, and I was, I kind of isolated myself too because I felt kind of crazy. I really did. I was like, I cannot, I don't want anyone to talk me out of this. You, I don't you want. You had like a specific time you were gonna be done 
you were you're gonna not have a job for or was there I mean like it like when you made the decision I knew I had about like three or four months to last me without okay. without having any type of income right um so I, I definitely it is a privilege that I was able to quit my job I wasn't just like please, I'm not going to pay rent. Like, no, right. like, I did have some <laughs> right. money saved up to where I was like, I mean, it's, it was still like definitely not enough of what you think you should have. But I just trusted that whatever happens, I'm not okay and I can't continue going on in this state. So regardless, whether I have to, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I looked at every possibility of like, whatever it looks like, I just know that I'm going to be taken care of because I'm taking care of me. Like, that is the agreement that I have with the universe. And like, look- were like this and they're not like because I'm taking this leap of faith to right. to do something so terrifying because it is killing me essentially like killing my soul like my soul is like enough like mm-hmm. you're done Dang. put your two weeks in and then when you did wow. after you followed that it's not like it was an easy path right no it was really difficult to trust that and keep the faith essentially that this was the right move it's like you knew it in your being and your soul that you should do this, mm-hmm. but it gets tricky and really difficult when it's not like rainbows and butterflies right after you quit your job, right? Yeah, I think I played a little trick on myself too in that moment, like, okay, you're gonna quit and everything's gonna get good now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like <laughs> yeah. a little Delulu, you know, cause you gotta be a Delulu <laughs> yeah. when you're doing something like that. Like, okay, it's gonna be fine. Like, I'm fine. Yeah. Like I was truly like- be a little bit irrational. Absolutely. <laughs> like, okay, it's good. And then it got so much harder because, yeah. you know, I was burnt out. Like, and you, you hear about this burnout phrase that's being used more frequently now, especially after this p- pandemic that we went through and um, so much, so much happened. It's interesting, though, because the hard times that you had right after, it doesn't mean it was a wrong decision. Right. It almost could mean it was what you needed. You know, you needed to go through this other... Basically, you were experiencing physical realm difficulties and challenges, right? With, Mm -hmm. like, the go, go, go hustle culture. Mm -hmm. Then you quit your job. Mm -hmm. And then now you're experiencing internal challenges and clearing, right? Yeah. So it's like I removed the the big issue, right? But now I'm left with everything that I've been kind of suppressing, you know? Yeah. Whoa. Transparently, (laughs) I started therapy three three years, 2019, like, about six months before the pandemic hit. So this good timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this just like get going. <laughs> get going. This upheaval kind of started to happen where I was like, oh my God, I really need to address some childhood trauma, some adulthood trauma. Like it was all kind of bubbling up to the surface. And then the pandemic hit and it kind of weirdly put a band-aid on it because we all went into this like weird survival mode. Whether or not you had a job or not. I mean, I know some people had it harder than others for sure, but there was, it was still terrifying for everybody. No one knew it was going to happen, you know? So you start participating in like, you know, I know I was like buying a bottle of wine every night and like, we were all talking, just putting a bandaid on it. So fast forward to 2023, everything is still just kind of there. Right. And it's just getting big, louder and louder. But it wasn't like a slow burn. It was like all of a sudden, all of this shit just kind of bubbled up to the surface. And I was like, oh my God, that's still there. I have to deal with that kind of thing. So that happened after I quit. And on top of that, when you're living in survival mode for that long, you know, on top of a pandemic, but also since early childhood, you know, there's a survival instinct that kind of like turns on when you're someone who's experienced trauma Um, and all of that kind of, 
you have to eventually go into like deep rest because that survival mode just turned, I turned it off essentially. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't have a job. I don't have to worry about showing up right now and putting a brave face on every day. And I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Like every day smiling, being this energy, like constantly just like, you know, like the Barbie movie, like we we just got to kind of, we're okay. We got this every, even though we're dying inside. So once that job and like, you know, I was in a relationship that I ended as well. I kind of got rid of all this stuff that I had to kind of show up for to the point where, oh, I have nothing really holding me back from actually this deep rest that I truly needed. So the months following afterwards, I was just like either sleeping, binge watching TV, like disassociating a lot, like kind of like trying to regulate my nervous system because I was so exhausted. And I did not expect that. I really thought like I'd have a couple weeks of just like chilling and then I'd maybe start looking for a job, like just back to normal, right? That's not what happened. I'm from Texas. So that that was what we were taught growing up was like, like bury it and like pull yourself up by your bootstraps Mm -hmm. and keep going. Like you're not supposed to address issues you have. It's not like you, like therapy even was like, that's like a negative thing. You're going to therapy? What's wrong with you? And it, well, I don't, where did you grow? Were you, you're from here? Orange County. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Orange County is kind of similar to Texas in a way. It is. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Was it like that though? Like in, you said childhood stuff. Like was it that environment of Don't just, go to therapy. Don't or... go to therapy. Just push it down. You're fine. Be, be grateful. Put on a happy face. Yeah. I mean, I will say this. It, it, it's not something that I think my family liked you know yeah growing up once I started therapy oh really, really? they didn't yeah. love that you were in therapy currently or yeah they didn't yeah that wasn't a good response it's kind of a generational thing too I guess yeah what's that meme there's that meme um have you seen I think you should leave it's on Netflix oh yeah is oh, is that with Meryl Streep am I thinking about no, the... no this I'm is uh, about Tim Robinson Tim Robinson he's like I a sketch comedy guy I haven't seen probably this one. seen this meme going around it's of a quote from i think you should leave and what is it it's the um when you confront your mom about all your childhood trauma and it's from and he's i didn't do this yes i didn't do fucking shit (laughs) i'm not worried about it and your mom just the mom just like freaks out it's so accurate i know exactly the meme you're talking about yes that's yeah pretty much and it's not like i went to my parents and was like i'm going to therapy because of you right it's like you know Right. That's all. Awesome. It was just they kind of didn't like that I was talking to somebody about. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? You know, and it's not all them. Like you know, I have other things that happen outside of my family that I needed to talk about. You know, yeah, and sure. you know, but it's all intertwined. It's all connected in a way. And you know, it's it was yeah. It, it is generational. Like yeah. the, I mean, you think about boomers were raised by their parents. Yikes. Who, <laughs> I mean, we really, I feel like the millennials are the cycle breakers for this generational yeah. trauma, whatever you want to call it. This, this, I, I consider myself the black sheep in my family to be yeah. able to, so do we. yeah, to kind of yeah. like break away. I prefer away. the phrase Damien Targaryen. If you watch <laughs> House, House of Dragon. Dragon. He's just like the... Darn, you gotta, I, I'm really not hoping you would know I'm the just reference. Laughing, I'm just like, I have no idea, but I'm sure. He's like a really cool character and his family doesn't like him. He's like, definitely the black sheep. But... Wait, my family likes me, but... Yes. Um, all right, so how long ago did you take this leap of faith where you quit your job oh uh, it was 
a year. I'm come. This is my like July 30th. So I think my last oh. day was like in two weeks. Okay. So yeah, August well, 8th. It's been I think was my last. Almost exactly a year since you made this decision. You put your trust in the universe. Was your trust put in a good place? Yeah. Yes. It, but it hasn't been easy. I mean, I'll get emotional, but like it's it's been really hard because again, like I have had to. Now this time has really been a gift to actually address all of this shit that I'm dealing with in therapy, you know, and just like learning more about myself. And again, that rest piece, like being able to have this time where like, if I had plans to do something and I don't really feel like showing up, like honoring that, like just really getting into this like rhythm of listening to myself because I really just abandoned all the parts of me for I would say a good 10 years honestly like this year has been really about slowing down doing the work quotes whatever you want to call that you know that the spiritual journey as well is kind of intertwined with this mental health stuff too and and being in therapy has just been imperative for me right um because I get a lot of tools and you know that and then it's learning to trust myself what are some of the tools you've learned in therapy well I do a form of therapy called EMDR so it's specific to like it's it's good for trauma healing I have CPTSD so it's like a complex PTSD and you know I don't want to I'm not a scientist I'm not really good at like a scientist psychologist like explaining the definition of it look it up if you know that interests you Um, I have seen a lot more postings about it recently and it is being more talked about you know but um, yeah, the EMDR is something, it's like you're rapidly healing and it, you go into like kind of like a weird trance and there's some tapping and it's, it's helping you like process a lot of trauma at once as opposed to talk therapy. There's it's only so much you can do and it, you hear about people being in therapy for years. And yes, it's very helpful, very supportive for, for people. And it's, it's still supportive for me. Like I don't do EMDR therapy every single time I meet with my therapist. Sometimes I just need to talk about what happened during the week. So EMDR, they put you like in a dark room and like, what what does it look like? I've never, Um, I'm learning about that. Yeah, it's it's virtual. Um, I do all my therapy virtual. I had my same therapist for about five, gosh, five, six years now. Um, and so there's like a specific target in mind, you know, I've got a couple different situations that I'm working through. And so we'll bring that into the, into your brain and you kind of like close your eyes and you just kind of start this shoulder tapping, which mm-hmm. it's called bilateral stimulation. And it just kind of brings you into that experience, brings you deeper into it. Yeah. Interesting. And with I'm your eyes closed, it. I mean, you can actually do it open and you can actually do it with your, there's different forms of. EMDR as well. So I do this tapping. It works the best for me, but some people do the eye, the rapid eye movement. You think when you're dreaming, you get into that REM state. Like sometimes you have oh. weird subconscious dreams. It brings you into that yeah. state. Is it yeah, because the like trauma is trapped in our physical bodies? Yes. And so like being, mm-hmm. doing physical movements yeah. with the intention of letting it go and letting it leave your body. Is mm-hmm. that kind of the yeah. idea behind it? Whoa, yeah. And so she'll pause me too. And she'll be like, okay, like, what did you see? What did you experience? And I'll be like, well, this experience. And then she'll be like, okay, go back in. And it's like, you kind of end up going into like 20 other different scenarios that are tied to this one. Yeah. Sometimes you, you, you're still kind of teary eyed afterwards and you have really weird dreams and you're kind of in a weird, maybe in a little bit of a funky mood, the days to follow. Not always though. There are some sessions where I'm like, like let's go yes, like, I feel yeah. lighter <laughs> like that, the world yeah you know there's like we're cl- and she, she, you rate how like disturbing that 
instant feels on a scale of one to 10 at the end of every session. And it gets lower. It's really fascinating. And it's definitely changed my life the most with, with therapy. I mean, the talk therapy helps as well. Cause again, you just nice to have a soundboard for somebody to like help you guide you, of course. Yeah. But I didn't want to go on antidepressants. Like I really wanted to address that core issue, you know, and not right. put a bandaid on it. And, and I think not to talk badly about antidepressants. Like I know that some people really truly do need it, but I also think that a lot of people have a lot of, have a lot of trauma. <laughs> Yeah, right. that it needs to just be released, you know, and yeah, it seems like there's not that it's a last resort, but it seems like it's a later resort medication. Yeah, like that for me. This sounds kind of weird to say, but I feel so inspired by you mm. talking because I just heard a quote recently. It said, um, "Religion is for people who are scared of hell, and spirituality is for people who have been to hell." I love have that you heard quote. That? Yes, I love that quote. I'm so glad you just said that because it's. I whenever I see it, I'm like, "That's it." Like, I'm. Yes, I just heard that like a couple of days ago, and I resonated with it so much, especially being someone who used to be religious. Yeah, and. I feel that difference. Mm -hmm. And part of the religion crashing down was me going to hell. That was one of the hardest times in my life. And I definitely can relate to what you're saying about depression and everything. And But anyway, I just, I feel so inspired because what you went through in this past year was elective in a way. I mean, you intentionally carved out space and carved out time for you to experience Hell. I mean, what you're describing is not easy. It was hell. And you're it, absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. You didn't have to do that. You could have kept going, 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 and just kept burying it, kept suppressing all of your feelings. And that's what a lot of people do, a honestly. People. Yeah. It's because of this. Like, I think there's a lot of fear around having to feel what you're feeling. So I'd love to hear you kind of vouch for why that was worth it. Yeah. Well, thank you for saying all that. And it, it, it does, it helps me feel really seen because I, when I really, I just, I did feel so alone in it and it's not easy. And I understand. And I said this to my therapist so many on the dark days. I was like, I don't, I get why people don't do this. I get why people don't do this work. But to answer your question, like it does get easier. Yeah. I'm so grateful that after a year and again, even just these last, last couple of months, like May was kind of really rough for me too it was june and july that it started to feel like i am feeling lighter i'm and and i and i really want to give a lot of credit to i think to the emdr it's really working mm-hmm. and also just you know i am becoming stronger in my more in that spirituality and like trusting that the universe really got me and that's why honestly when you asked me to do this podcast it meant so much and i was talking to my therapist about it i was like I and I was reflecting on the year like we it was yesterday I was reflecting on just this past year about how intense it's been and if someone asked me to do a podcast about this even six months ago I would have been like there's no way that's not safe I would too much judgment too much I can't I have to protect myself right now I have to protect my energy which is still true you know like I definitely like put a little like energy out today. Like, like, you know, please help me say something that helps somebody. If Mm -hmm. if someone's listening to this podcast and they hear one thing that resonates where they're like, Oh my gosh, like that little voice is someone who's like trying to nudge me in different directions and like help me help guide me and stuff that like, I don't know, decisions I'm supposed to be making, whether it's leaving a relationship or quitting a job or 
going to therapy. Maybe there's a little voice that's like, hey, maybe you should just talk to somebody. Like, you know. Or if they're in that depression right now, knowing that it will get better. Yeah. Because when you're in depression, it feels like every day will be the same forever Mm -hmm. and it'll never get better. You'll never get out of that season. But just hearing you saying in June and July, I have come out into a different space is so encouraging. Just realizing, okay, just tell yourself it will get better. I just have to like let this, let it run its course. Yeah. And and it's not to say that like there weren't moments over, you know, those, those first six months where I was feeling, I felt really good some days, but the drop, it was a real up and down roller coaster of processing in and out and learning how to like kind of jive with my emotions. And like, even this week, I think it was like Monday, I was kind of having an icky day. And I have, you know, we were talking about the tools. It was like my therapist voice in my head is like, okay, that's okay. Right. And it's just so refreshing. You're like, I'm like, oh, okay. She's like, yeah, so you had an icky day. What'd you do? And I was like, I, you know, I just like sat on the couch all day and like, but this is like a couple months prior. She's kind of like coaching me through. It's okay to have bad days. It's okay to not have a lot of energy, especially during this time where you're like, recalibrating almost and so to kind of talk to myself on monday and just be like i could run a couple errands i don't really want to okay i'm not going to okay that's it that's yeah it. That no judgment it. no there was self-judgment that. and that's the biggest thing is yes. turning to that judgmental part of me that is very active and that also is like a form of emdr turning to these parts of ourselves that are constantly like no 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 you should be doing this you should be doing that or like your inner child screaming for a time. Like, what do you need? Do you need some love right now? Like, or this judgmental part of me that comes out a lot. I am very hard on myself. Well, this judgmental part of me is very hard on me. And I can just be like, yo, like, we're cool. Like, yo, chill. Yo, chill. Like, what? <laughs> chill the fuck out. It's can fine. you talk to me a little bit nicer? Like, you know, what are you, what's going on? Like, we're Seriously. okay. There's no, what is the, like, what, we're just all here at this earth school. everyone's just doing the best they can and you know turn on a show and just just binge it it's okay yeah yeah it kind of reminds me of the barbie movie because it's just talking about perfection you know we just i think we're kind of wired to just expect perfection of ourselves and no matter what we're doing oh my god arrow's going nuts do you want to get him out what do you think i I can't get him out um He's a pup. We're ready for the adult dog energy. (laughs) (laughs) We're going through hell. No, just kidding. I'm honestly like, not to compare a dog to a kitten, but she's like kind of gnarly. Like she's a little bit more gnarly than Bug was. Yes, kittens are, they're meowy, I feel like. And she's a Siamese and they're just like very chatty. Siamese, is she a Siamese? Yeah, she is. She Yeah, she is. I don't know why I had to question that but yeah she's just like jumping on stuff like knocking shit over the- and bug was kind of like that but she was kind of just like well, a more dainty forget, like yeah, i think i forgot when too. The, yeah you kind of block it out yeah. and then now that when they're adult they're like chill and you don't remember and you're like oh get a kitten and then yeah boom it's like <laughs> crazy but he's doing okay i feel like maybe he just he can be out here with us Oh my gosh. There's a little mug with peanut butter in it. Oh, Ooh. good. Okay. And we won't lock you into the room. He loves the new person. <laughs> I know. It's, it's me. Here, I'm the start? problem. It's me. Look, now you can't jump on today. I forgot what I was saying. Um, I know. This is terrible. No, okay. it's not. No, it's fine. I mean, 
Speaking of self-judging, oh my god. Or judging. <laughs> yeah. The perfectionism too, though, like, that is huge for me. Like, if I'm not doing everything perfectly. But the cool thing is, and there's, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Abraham Hicks, but I've been listening to, like, I'll send you some of her, her YouTube videos. And I listen to one every morning that specifically is, like, kind of getting your head on for the day. And she says something that's, like, we're okay, even in contrast. She doesn't even call it feeling bad. She calls it contrast. We're okay when we're feeling in contrast. It's okay to have those lower feelings because, or, or contrasting experiences because you know you're going to move your way out of it. It's literally learning how to like just feel. I, I mean, I think as humans, we just want to always feel good. Mm. That's not the reality. Like yeah. we have to allow ourselves to have those lower emotions to feel the higher ones. And I know it sounds like a cliche, but like when you really start to like, listen and adopt these like principles of like just I mean just that way she describes it she's like we still feel good during a contrasting experience and it kind of reminds me of my Monday it like it showed up in my life finally after listening to this stuff over and over and over again I'm like oh like I'm not feeling very good today but that's okay and then it helped me feel good that I was able to feel bad and not feel bad about it it helped me feel good again and I ended up having a pretty like mellow relaxing day as opposed to sitting and stirring all day like I'm such a piece of shit I should be doing something I'm not I'm not being productive you know and that also has to do with like being raised by boomers I mean if we were ever laying on the couch all day it was like you're lazy what are you doing with your life like get out there and work you know work 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 like it's not true you don't have like that's not I mean totally made up it's totally made up. It's it's the patriarchy. It's this society. Like, Capitalism. You know, like I was, what's going, I, I dread the question now, what's going on that's new with you? You know, because I mean, there are certain people that I- Scratching that off the list. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, with you specifically, I feel like I can be like, okay, well, you know, this is what I'm doing in there. Like, you know, but you can't really have that conversation with everybody. Right. How are you? Well, I did my, you know, EDMR yeah. session. <laughs> Some people are like, oh, um, well, I'm up for a promotion. And, and that's how I used to talk too. Like everything was revolved around my job, my whole identity, everything, mm. all my growth, everything around this, uh, the opportunities that they gave me. Oh my gosh. I was so lucky that they saw something in me. It was like, where was I in any of that? Like I, you know what I mean? Like, but regardless, you know, taking a job away, like I kind of been stripped of all this stuff that makes you look good. You know, I'm 33 years old I'm not married. Like <laughs> there's not much that, you know, well, there is a lot. I know that there is a lot that I bring value to just, you know, listen to this podcast. Like, I feel like I've done a lot of work and I am a very, like, I have a lot of self-worth now for what I've accomplished, but it's not the stereotypical accomplishments. You know, I always say like healing is an accomplishment. Loving yourself is an accomplishment. Like going to therapy is an accomplishment. Like these are things that like no one recognizes. No one, because, because people don't want to, some, some people don't want to hear that. It's, it's confronting. It's confronting. It's, you know, like, I, I don't want to, like, I'm not calling out my, like, my family, but, like, it, I'm sure it was very confronting for them. Yeah, I love the contrast that you're talking about because if I really think about it, I don't want my life to just be 100% good and happy 100% of the time. Like, it is those icky days that makes the good days good. Mm -hmm. If we were just 100% good, that sounds boring. Boring and also, like, 
you learn so much about who you are. And that is where like that self-love starts to build, that self-worth starts to build. It's like, if you can actually be with yourself in those darker moments and really honor it, like your relationship with yourself is just going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. So your good days are actually like the best days yeah. ever because you're just like, you're, you're raw dogging it with yourself. And on the low days, it's like, you're like, girl, like that's okay. We get to have, like, you just, you're in, you're more in tune with yourself. And that relationship just gets stronger and stronger. But it yeah. does, that, again, like, I just want to say for everyone out there, it's not, it's not like it's just like that, yeah. you know? But it's so worth it, you know, when you really start making some strides. And, like, I feel like I'm seeing it more on social media now than ever. Is there, there is kind of, like, what everyone would call it, the great awakening. Whether it's people are on their healing journey. They're in their healing era. People are taking this time. Like, people are kind of waking up to this, like, idea of, like, taking care of ourselves. And it's beautiful. Because, again, like, millennials, I mean, and Gen Z, too, like, they're they're hopping on it as well. But, like, we kind of are those cycle breakers. It wasn't happening for us and our parents and all that. Like It wasn't. It yeah. wasn't. What are some specific ways that you get in tune with yourself and you practice self-love, practice self-care? Um, well, it started, when it first started, I was in such a low place. I was literally like saying affirmations in the mirror. Like I had a stack of note cards and I and it was so uncomfortable. Like I just was like, whatever I can, and it started to gain, gain some traction with that. Um, literally sitting in front of the mirror and doing that was like so, so helpful. And then I kind of shifted to, you know, of course reading a bunch of the books and like it can be overwhelming as well. Like there's so much information out there and I really, that's where like the part of like trusting myself kind of tapped it, like turned on. I'm like, Oh, I really liked this part in the, this book. And I really like this part in this book and picking and choosing what works for you and like letting that kind of sink in. Um, the biggest part, I mean, the biggest thing for me is like listening to what my body needs because I've, that's the number one thing of what I learned from what I went through is like allowing myself to rest when I need to rest feeding my body good food to eat, whatever that looks like, and just kind of like nurturing my body with like good nutrients. It's crazy that that's the evolved <laughs> yeah, viewpoint. It's where, like drink water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we were talking about earlier how uh, if you're seen sit, sitting on the couch all day, our boomer parents are like, you're lazy. You need to get up and do something worthwhile. Going backwards to who we were before we were this agricultural society and that where we stay in one place and build a house and sit in that house and we're not nomads. That's what you would do. That's what your life was, was a lot of lounging. Yeah. Most of your time was sent, spent hanging out with your tribe. Yeah. And that was the most human thing. Like the work to survive didn't take that much time. Then you, you fast forward thousands of years and now it's like, oh, that's not, the hu- that's not human of you to be hanging out. Yeah, like, what are, you, what are you doing? It's all, what are you doing? What have what are you, you done? Doing? What are you doing? What have you done? Don't listen yes. to your body. Ignore your body and keep working. Yeah, ignore your body long enough and you're going to end up like me. <laughs> Where you, I, I really don't feel like I had a choice at that moment. Mm. I was so not okay, mm-hmm. burnt out at my bottom that... Again, I do also accompany it with this little bit of a spiritual awakening in a sense where it's like, I have no other choice but to do this and trust. So whatever that looks like for other people, I mean, it's a very scary place to be in. It's that hell. Like, mm-hmm. I have to address this now. I've ignored it long enough. You know, maybe everyone's not in as extreme case as me, but it's scary. 
Yeah, you yeah. mentioned your identity collapsing. Mm-hmm. How did you build it back up? It's it's still a work in progress, which I think is so like cool. I'm still kind of like feeling into myself every day, and I'm still me. You know, like yeah, the question is it's hard. It's hard because like how do you figure out who you are every day? You just listen to who you are. You just tap into like that higher self, I guess, but you have to get really quiet. And so it's constantly having, well, here's what I can say. It's like, I'm someone who likes to have something going on every single day. Go, 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 go. So now that I actually have this time and I'm actually being able to like be slow, that is when this like magic starts to kind of come in and I start to pay attention to like, you know, that creative idea or, you know, I'm journaling, which is something that helps me a lot too, or I'm working out, I'm moving my body and, you just start to be more aligned with this, like, I don't know. I, I don't know who she is. She's she's just me. She's just, I'm just aware. I'm just Jessie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, is, it used to be like, oh, I'm a social media manager and an esthetician and all of these labels. Wow. Yeah. That even... were me. But I'm like, now when someone asks me, like, how do you figure out who you are? It's like, well, you you just start to like love yourself. You just and are. Just, you just kind of are. And you, when you've been broken down as much as I was and have been, there's really only a way to like, you kind of just slowly start to build yourself back into someone who feels really good. And you go where like, like this, for example, again, for example, like when you asked me to do this, this was such a hell yes for me, you know, like I definitely want to do this. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I say no a lot yeah. these mm-hmm. days, like a lot. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost of, okay. I was just gonna say it's kind of it's really amazing the idea of uh, a time in the past when someone would say, "Who is Jesse? Who are you?" You would esthetician, all this, your skincare, your profession, and all this stuff. And now when people ask you, you it's just you said, "I'm Jesse," and just as we got whittled down to. Just simply that. And that is so beautiful. It is. We so often get attached to these external things that we think is our identity. So when they crash, it wrecks us. But really, that's so necessary to actually show us who we actually are. Yeah. And I'm... I, I really do feel like I'm I'm on the brink of something. I don't know what it is. And I don't... I feel even weird, weird saying that. But I now over the last couple of months where I feel like I have more energy again for the first time in like a year I'm like making plans and have energy and feel like I'm able to commit to things like just the beginning you know of like not feeling so depleted anymore and having had done all this work but the work will still continue like the journey never ends like we're constantly like it doesn't there's no need to be perfect like that's another thing that we want to make sure is very clear like there's no end game in all of this we never arrive yeah, but I do think that it gets easier in the sense where it's like those contrasting experiences start to feel like they're also good. They're also okay, you know? We're all just doing the best we can, and it's just like, I just take life one day at a time now. Yeah, it's so everything. true, because I really look back on some of the hardest times in my life, and I'm so thankful for them now mm-hmm. when I have the hindsight. Well, I just wanted to say that you've just been such a blessing in my life. I discovered that you had similar beliefs as me and aligned where we saw the world the same. And it's just really, I don't know, it's just really encouraging to have you around as my friend. Thank you. I mean, right back at you. Like, you've been such a blessing when you reached reached out. You were one of the very first people who reached out to me that, like, 
I felt safe with, like, hanging out with. I'm like, oh, my God, SBS. Like, I can totally – she'll understand, you know? And um, to wrap it up, like, everybody's on a journey, you know? So I think that's also kind of, like, some words of mis- wisdom. You just never know what someone's going through, yeah. you know? You yeah. never know what someone's battling. And there are some – yeah, everyone's – it's a crazy world we're living in today. You know, it's we crazy. kind of got a – it's really, 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 really crazy and really – every day it's like this this spiritual my spirituality has only gotten stronger through the healing and the trusting that like it's just it goes hand in hand you know so I don't know I guess if anyone's listening and they do need like help in any department like I'm always available to like answer questions even my therapist was like she has a full practice of therapist and if someone's like I don't know where to start like feel free to reach out and DM me. Like, How would people get in contact with you? Like, what's your I mean, TikTok or oh, Instagram? Oh, my, my Instagram is at jessiegiamalva, so if it's on this Yeah, I can link it. I'll link, link it. it. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, you can totally DM me. I'm Giamalva. Giamalva. Yeah, mm. you're not alone. No one's alone. It's an awesome name. <laughs> okay, thanks.